This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, Jacques Vaucher. Jacques, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm always ready for a good fast ride. <laughs> okay. And fun. <laughs> that makes it fun. And it's great to have you here. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Jacques Fauchet and Layart at Automobile has been decorating the automotive enthusiast home, garage, business and museums and racetracks since 1975. His website, artauto.com, is the largest online store and auction site for automobile art and gifts. It's a playground for automotive enthusiasts with 22 categories of automobilia and over 1,600 items listed. It's always changing and forever enticing, and you never know what you're going to find when you're having fun at his website. He was the unofficial test driver of toy cars for Eureka, a French toy manufacturer, when he was a little boy, and he attended racing school in France, and he raced in touring and endurance championships in the United States. And he managed Ferrari importer Luigi Cinetti's New York showroom. Jacques' life around cars has been amazing. So Jacques, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you please take a little moment and share some more about your history, your business, your interests, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, sure. You know, I, w- I was born in France and uh, it's actually not my grandfather who owned the Eureka, it's my godfather. Oh. And you know, when I was a kid, I guess every kid likes the toys and cars, you know, and I always loved my little cars and then... Uh, I had a very generous godfather who like gave me some uh, pedal cars and like uh, motorized cars. So he was pretty generous and always ended up with a bunch of those stories. I was kind of that's what I, I mean by saying I was a test driver. I used to get the, <laughs> usually get the first uh, one, the prototypes, and then uh, they were never going fast enough for me. You know, like so. I, I, Sometimes even my mother was very worried because I used to go down the stairs with my pedal car. Like, <laughs> did I go faster? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So that's how it started. But, you know, like, I, I was, like, uh, I was always in, uh, enjoyed cars, and my father liked cars, so I always enjoyed these fast cars. And then and, uh, when I went to, you know, like, 
Uh, I was always involved with people with sports cars and race cars from like when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to race cars, you know. So uh, I went to racing school. I went to uh, do a few hill climbs and like a few races when I was uh, younger, you know. Like and uh, and then I and I ended up racing basically all my life. I mean, I kind of uh, retired a little bit from it now, you know. So I drive a few cars or test a few cars here once in a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, as far as my business, I got involved in it in the 70s, and I, I, was, uh, I was in New York City at that time, and uh, I uh, met this artist, this German artist, who did this beautiful painting of, uh, of cars, uh, like she had a great painting of uh, Niki Lada and his Ferrari Formula One car on the beach in Monaco, and she had like Matra... Uh, Le Mans cars, like on on the moon. She, it was pretty spectacular painting. So, and she basically sold the painting through the normal gallery route. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked her if she showed it to the automobile world, and she uh, told me no, not really. So I organized a show for her at Watkins Glen during the Grand Prix in 1975. So that was the first time I really got involved with all this. Wow! And then uh, we sold a few paintings, and then. Uh, and somehow it, that's how it started. And then I got involved with another artist, and then I showed some of those pieces in New York City in different places, and and then uh, and then it went on. <laughs> what you have now and what you've created over time is just a treasure trove of wonderful automobilia for us enthusiasts who love all those different things that are pieces of history from artwork to models to the toys that you played with when you were little and so forth. How did you evolve from selling paintings at a race to the incredible collection of things that you've gathered now? Well, I guess it, you know, it grew uh, when I, I first, the first gallery I really opened was at the, in the, in the, the Ferrari showroom in New York at Kinetti. Mm-hmm. And then I started like, collecting things from around the world and basically what I was interested in is, is showing kind of the history of the automobile through toys, through books, through uh, posters, through paintings, through sculptures, trophies. So that's how I started getting involved with all of this, you know, and that uh, back in the mid-70s, you know. Well, I would imagine with the onset of the internet where you could now instead of just having a showroom somewhere, you could expose what you're offering to people to the world. That must have radically changed your business. It does, but it changes in a way which is funny because I still enjoy, like, selling items to people one-on-one, you know? Like, the thing is, like, when I sell things on the Internet, it's like, I I don't really know who they are, who's buying it, you know? Like, I mean, sometimes there's some clients who buy things from me on the Internet, Mm -hmm. but... If not, I still enjoy going to display at Pebble Beach or different races or auctions and uh, concourse of elegance here and there. So I still go to, but we have also our, our uh, auction house. We know we auction, we organize online auctions. Yes. And then we have a, a website, yeah. That's where I met you was Pebble Beach during the Concours weekend and you had so many of your pieces for sale and I've. I bought several, as we were talking about in our pre-show chat, that hang in my home that I love, the uh, Alain LaVey pieces that are just beautiful of cars. But I'm so glad that I ran into you and, and so glad to have you on the show here today. 
As we continue on your journey through your life, I always like to start with a success quote. And this is something that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. And since you're a race car driver, Jacques, take the wheel. Well, you know, like when I started, I mean, I had no clue that I was going to get involved in this part of the automobile business, you know, until I met this lady who did this painting. And I always remember that for sure I did because I was pretty amazed we sold paintings to guys like Nicky Lauda and like a, a, a few of the team we showed basically those pieces in, a, in at the Glen Motor Inn, which was the, the hotel where all the teams were staying at that time. Mm-hmm. And we, we took over the, the dining room and made it into a gallery so <laughs> they could eat uh, their dinner and then uh, look at uh, what was on the wall. And it has always stuck with me, that memory, you know, like, uh, it was a, and uh, it's one of, that's how it got me really started. So if, if, if it didn't work, that show, I probably wouldn't have gone any further, but it did work. So. so that was a launching point, if you will. Right, right, right. Is there a point in time that you can share with me that really instigated your passion for cars? Maybe a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that you were a car guy? Well, as I said, you know, when I was when I was young, I, I, I played with cars. But, you know, in 1966, I recall, I went to my first race. And then it was in Montlhery in France, you know. And I saw uh, some, I, I mean, my first race, and I got really hooked at that time. You know, I went to, a, that's when I knew I wanted to race cars and be involved with cars. And as a matter of fact, I, I did everything and moved to England because it was a birth of racing. You know, I wanted to to, to race, and uh, I saw the great drivers who became my uh, my uh, hero at that first race. You know, the François Sévère and Patrick De Paillet and all those race, those race dri- French drivers who like to end up driving in Formula One cars. You know, what were some of the cars that you raced back in the day? Well, the first car I ever raced was a Gord- an R8 Gordini. Did some. Uh, hill climb with it and I also with Lotus Cortina and then when I went to school racing school I raced like we had like Formula Renaults and then uh, I ended up driving uh, racing one of the school cars because I was I guess a good enough student and they, they, mm-hmm. they lent me one of their cars to do a few races you know that's how I got started basically. What I'd love to do is is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and maybe some of the tracks you've driven down and, and really crawl under the hood a little bit here and, and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you face in your business. But more importantly, how did you overcome that situation and, and what did you learn from it? Well, you know, I think if you have perseverance, you know, you go, you're right. You know, business is never equal you know it goes up and down and up and down and mm-hmm. and you know the longer you've done that the more immune you are to it but like uh you know by by being persistent you know you could always like uh uh you know if you, if you had a bad uh, event or a bad show or you know then you went on to the next one and uh and she kept at it and never you know, I was probably the first one to open a gallery dedicated to the subject, you know, around the world. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with it. And in the meantime, I've seen so many people who opened them and they didn't, they didn't pursue it because, I mean, you don't become a billionaire doing this, but you, you can make a nice living and enjoy, and I'm dealing with my hobby. So, so it's pretty, um, incredible, you know? Well, I love the word perseverance. It's so important when it comes to entrepreneurs. 
to persevere and to combine your perseverance with your passion for cars, you've been a very fortunate man. Yeah, and I believed, I believed in the, there was a market for all this. You know, I knew people enjoyed cars and enjoyed, like, having different more memorabilia. I mean, today's a different thing, you know, like, there's so many great car collections today, and they all, they all stood in beautiful buildings around the world, you know. So they, now they have to decorate it and, like, and build up libraries of books and things like that, where in the older days it was something you kept in your house, more in your garage, you know, in your little garage. But now, you know, I mean, this collection of hundreds of cars out there was beautiful building, you know. Oh, absolutely. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. And you shared that story when you created that art show at Monaco and showed the, the, the artist's paintings, but is there a time in your career when you had what I like to call a real aha moment where you just went, aha, you know, this this path I'm taking with Art Auto and, and selling art to enthusiasts is really going to work. And, and maybe tell us about that moment in time when you really realized that, you know what, I think I can I can have a career around this. Well, you know, when I, I, when I first started showing artwork on a regular basis was at, in the showroom, uh, the Ferrari showroom in New York at Kinetti, and then... And then, uh, you know, like, uh, Kinetti and Fiat, uh, parted way, you know, so the, the, the business went back to Fiat, uh, when Kinetti was the importer. So I opened my first gallery there. Mm-hmm. You know, I opened my first gallery because I believe that, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, like it was, uh, uh, go- uh, I could make a success out of it. And there was really a lot of people from, I mean, New York is so, these people come from all over the world in New York, and I, I mean, everybody. Sh- when it was like uh, told, and I had this gallery a little bit, and uh, it got established a little bit. I mean, I, there was people from all around the world. They want business in New York or, or on a, on a vacation, and they they came by to see this. You know, all the car enthusiasts came. About. Sure, sure. And you know, like I was, I mean, being work with Kinetti helped me, and I was so. Rene Dreyfus kind of took me under his arm for a while because I was a young guy in New York and he had this restaurant and then he he liked what I did. So, I mean, having Rene and 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 Luigi uh, uh, helped me like push it, you know, helped it, you know, also yeah. helped my my uh, being successful. Yeah. Well, you have a a showroom now. You're in Texas, correct? Right now, I have a barn. A barn. <laughs> Those items. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so is that a place where people can go and see all of these items? That yeah, you know? no, we open by appointment, but we do a lot of, we have a lot, of, you know, I'm a part of, of Texas who's very, the roads are pretty neat and pretty beautiful, and there's not much traffic, and there's a lot of tours who come around this area, it's called the Hill Country, you know, mm-hmm. west of Austin, you know, and then, uh, so uh, we're having a, a lot of tours or like meeting in this in this place, and my wife is involved in catering, so... She, we can like organize lunch and uh, and, uh, and basically that's what uh, you know like uh, uh, but we don't get like people uh, regularly like I used to get in New York you know but we have like a lot of uh, events here basically sure sounds fantastic yeah. can you share perhaps one of your proudest moments in your business something that really stands out that you were really proud of well you know I'm proud that I've exhibited in in Art Museum, some items, you know, in Montreal uh, at the Modern Art Museum. Then I probably I have pieces in in most along the best collection in the world, you know, of cars, you know, like uh, and spread around the world, you know, like in, in museum, car museum, and like 
beautiful collection, you know, and I'm proud of them. Then, you know, like uh, what I thought I liked, you know, then they, the people who collect cars and collect the best car in the world thought the same thing also, you know. Oh, fantastic. Let's have a little fun here. Could you share with me your first really special car and perhaps a memory you have about that vehicle? Well, the first car I ever had was a 2CV, you know, being in uh-huh, France, you know, sure. I had to have a 2CV. My parents knowing that I was... Um, a little bit of a kamikaze, uh, you know, the 2CV, <laughs> they figured it was uh, slow enough that I wouldn't get in too much trouble. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you know, like Citroën, in the, in, when they built the 2CV, they, they uh, told their clients, and, and it was like a marketing tool, then if you could like uh, uh, turn over a 2CV, they would give you a new one. That's with, <laughs> if, without you hitting a sidewalk or something. But it, this car like bounced around, but it never turned around. So you could drive it flat out all the time. It didn't matter. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it, flat out was probably 60 miles an hour. So we could take any turn with it and it, it would roll a lot, but it would never, never go on this roof, you know, like, sure. and that was the first experience with the car, you know, and uh, I had. You know. Well, sounds like fun. I had a guest on Cars Yeah here. Uh, when I first started this uh, venture with Cars Yeah, and his name is Kenji Yoshino, and he has a website where he sells French car parts and mostly all Citroen parts, and he gave me a ride in his 2CV, and oh my yeah. goodness, that was quite an adventure. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, they are very unique vehicles, for sure. Yeah, I know. I mean, and you can get it, and you know, in my day, I couldn't get in too much trouble, because in those days, there was no speed limit in France. You could drive as fast as you want, except in villages, but yeah. like... Uh, but uh, so my parents didn't want to give me a too fast car. You know? Sure, sure. How <laughs> about seller's remorse? Is there a car that you've had in your life that you sold and you really wish you could have it back? Uh, you know, I don't regret things. I, you know, the thing about cars, I think I like to have them, enjoy them, like learn them, and then pass it on and go try another one. Mm. Because there's so many cars out there, you know, like and so many different cars I still like to own or try on. And so I don't have any remorse. I mean, the car, I wish I would have kept maybe, I owned a 275, the Ferrari 275 GT before, you know, mm-hmm. which in those days was a used car, you know. I sure. bought it for $7,500. I kept it for two years. And I sold it for $9,500. And I thought it made a kidding, you know. <laughs> yes. It's probably a, I don't know, a couple million dollar car now. So, uh, yeah. you know, but I don't regret it. Uh, it was years ago. And it was it was my only car. That's a car I drove. I lived in Paris at that time. I parked it in the street. Nobody ever bothered it. You know, like it was it was great. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking in the late sixties. You know? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Are there any yeah. projects that you're working on right now that really have you excited and fired up? Yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, I I like to put on shows. You know, like to organize a show. So. My next one, well, I'm putting on a show for the Texas 1000 next week at the, at the gallery there. Oh, great. At the barn, you know, like uh, the Texas 1000 is a group of about 40 cars that travel around the other country. So mm-hmm. I'm like putting on a show at the gallery. And then I'm working on a show, might be interesting. It's a new show, but it might be in Palm, it's in Palm Beach in March. It's going to have at Mar-a-Lago or Donald Trump's uh, place there. Huh? They're going to have a. A concourse of elegance, a rally, and they want me to organize an automobilia auction during the concourse. Uh, so oh, wow. that's kind of interesting, you know. It's a little new for me. You know, I like trying new things, you know. And uh, 
Oh, that, and hopefully it'll be a success, you know. Oh, that sounds like fun. I, I've been there before because I've been to the Cavallino event that takes place right, in right. January, and they have a they have a day over there at Mar-a-Lago with the cars, but right. I, I didn't realize they were having another event in March, so. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a new event, so hopefully it'll be a, a yearly event, but like a, um, it's somebody from Palm Beach who's organizing it. So oh, great. Yeah, we should okay. look. And, uh, Will you have yeah. that uh, that event posted on your website so people can find out about it and... Well, I guess, yeah, at a later date, uh, yeah, we, we're still f- working out all the details. So, uh, you know, I, I, it might not even happen, although you know, it's still a bit early still. So, like, uh, but when uh, when is it where everything is organized, we'll, we'll probably mention it. You know, Great. Right Great. Okay. Now, here's a unique question for you, Jacques. If you were a car, what kind of car would <laughs> you be and why? Well, you know, my favorite car. I would be my favorite car, I guess. Uh-huh. My favorite car of all has been for a long time the Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. Oh, yes. I think it's, you know, like it's one of the great all-around car. You can use it on the track. You can use it on the street. Mm-hmm. It's one of, you know, the 250 error for Ferrari, I think, was created some of the best cars. And then uh, uh, that's all been uh, my favorite for a long time. You know? They are spectacular. They've also, that car's been one of my favorites as well, and I was very lucky to run into a, a friend of a friend who had one at the Cavallino event, and he tossed me the keys and let me take that car for a drive. And oh yeah, yeah, my no, goodness, what a dream come true. That was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, no, great cars to drive. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, Jacques, we're up to what I call the last lap here. And this is where I fire off a series of questions for you to answer. And you give us some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you've got your seatbelt on. You're ready to go? I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> I'm all tied up. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Don't drive over your head and keep the wheels on the, on the, on the road. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's very smart advice, especially from someone who races. Would you share yeah. one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Well, again, I think it's persistence, you know. Mm-hmm. I persisted at it, you know, like, and, uh, and I've been, I'm now established as a, a one of the authority on the subject, you know, and so... Uh, so important, that persistence, that perseverance we talked about earlier, absolutely, for any entrepreneur to have. Is there a resource that you're really fond of that you could maybe share with our listeners? Maybe it's a website that you go to often or a, a blog that you get or something that you think has some great value to automotive enthusiasts? Well, I think it's mine. My <laughs> website, RK Auto. I think I go there. It's probably the most of every other website. And if you like automotive memorabilia, uh, you have a good uh, selection. <laughs> yes. Well, and I'll tell our listeners, it is a fantastic site. And if you sign up to receive the auction books that, that uh, Jacques mails out, oh, it's just like getting a, a candy book in the mail. You just go through and go, I want, I want all of these things. So you're doing a fantastic job with that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to everything that we're going to share here today at carsyad.com slash Jacques Vaucher. And his last name is spelled V-A-U-C-H-E-R. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Well, you know, I always uh, uh, enjoyed riding horses, you know, since I was a kid. Too. So oh. I, I've been riding horses all my life, and I really enjoy that. It's probably one of my other hobby. And I enjoy having horses. And now then I have a ranch in Texas, I, I have horses here. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> a little easier than having them in New York City. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> a little more room in Texas, that's for sure. Right. 
All right, Jacques, we're up to what I call the checkered flag. And you're a racer. You know what that means. Pedal to the metal. We're down to the last question here. This last question can be a real doozy, but I think you we might have already heard the answer. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and money's no object, today I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like, what would that car be, and what do you like about it? Well, again, you know, it's like... Uh of me being a car, you know, it's the same car. I mean, I think the two Ferrari 250 short wheelbase would be mm-hmm. my, my car in the garage uh, if I had to have only one car, you know. You mentioned that what you love about that car is it's really an all-around car. It's great on the street. It's great on the track. Is there anything else about it that just really tugs on your heartstrings? I like the way it looks, you know. I like the way it sounds, you know, like... Uh, it's really, it's more racy than street, which I like about cars, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I enjoy driving. So now that, I, you know, living, and one of the reasons I moved down here is because I can drive. There's some great roads here. And uh, I was uh, tired of driving at 25 and 30 miles an hour speed limit uh, where in, New- in New York City, you know, <laughs> or in East Hampton where I lived for a while. Just the speed limit was going lower and lower every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. So here, I get, you know, I mean, I'd love to have a 250 short wheelbase here, but uh, it's a bit out of my price range. Yes, they've gotten enormously <laughs> expensive, unfortunately. I but, know, uh, I know. Well, I mean, I, I like it better than, a GTO is a beautiful car, but I like it better than a GTO, the short wheelbase. Yes. More, yeah. Well, I have a, a wonderful CMC model of a 250 short wheelbase sitting on my desk that I look at, and that's my... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pretty car. (laughs) Yes, it is a gorgeous car. They are absolutely fantastic. Well, Jacques, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories and learning a little bit more about you and your company since I've known about your company for so long. Could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 250 (laughs) short wheelbase? (laughs) Okay. Well, I think, you know... What I've done all my life is that, you know, if, if, if you decide to collect automobilia or you want to get more involved in it, I think you should buy what you like, you know, like, uh, and uh, and buy quality. And I think that's a good advice for people who want to collect all those things, you know. I mean, if you don't want to buy the, the something because it's just cheap and it's, it'll always be cheap, you know, you want to buy something because it's quality and and you like it. Well, I've heard that advice from many of my guests here is buy what you love, whether it comes to cars or automobilia. And for many of us who can't afford the real expensive cars or, you know, big, expensive, fine pieces of artwork, uh, Jacques has an amazing collection of things you can surround yourself with and remind yourself about your passion for vehicles. You really should go visit his website. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you? Is it your website? Yeah, that's a good start, you know, like it, it, it shows what we do and uh, what I've done. And uh, and I would say that's a good start. And if they still need, have some question, they can reach me on the phone or something. Okay. Or by email. Okay, great. And your website is artauto.com, correct? It's arteauto. It's A-R-T and there's an E in the middle. Arteauto.com. A-U-T-O. Okay. So it's like a very Italian way, it's arteauto, you know. Perfect, perfect. Well, listeners... You can find links to everything Jacques has shared with me today at carsyad.com. And I want to thank you, Jacques, for being so generous with your time and your expertise and sharing your life experiences with us. It's been really fun. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And it was nice to meet you. You're welcome. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.